Proverbs 10, 22. Hallelujah. Proverbs 10, 22. It says, The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Now, not the blessings of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord. Make it rich. Hallelujah. And he had no sorrow with it. You see, it is with it, not with them. So it is the blessing. In other words, one blessing defined as it were from the Lord make it rich. In other words, the source of riches is from the blessing. Are you there with me? What you should be looking for is not riches but the blessing. When you get the blessing, riches comes in. And when the riches are coming in, no sorrow is added. Genuine words. Because we said genuine words, you must, you must subtract, if you will, the GMP, which is contrary to your GDP. I don't know if you can still remember that. Okay. If you can go back to the other studies, get into the CDs and listen to them. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and he had no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. The word rich there, if you, if you take time to find it, means to accumulate, to grow, to become, if you will, to wax great. The, best, the blessing of the Lord makes great or wax great or causes you to wax great. Now watch this. Abraham was great. How many of you understand that? Good. And the Bible says he wax great. Why? Because he has the blessing. So when you come into business, when you come into words, what we are saying is when God begins to work on your behalf as you receive the blessing, there is a continuous increase and there will never be a diminishing of your wealth. The reason that your business will never fail is because there is a factor called the blessing. It maketh rich and adds no sorrow. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a story. I mentioned that last week of two persons. Probably I'm going to use three people to illustrate to you what I'm teaching this morning. But I want to use two kings for a reason. How many of you know about King Solomon in the Bible? Okay. Um, just to go down to First King chapter 10. First King chapter 10. And the Bible says, I read from verse 10 to 11. Now, this is the queen of Sheba who came to Solomon. Amen. And she gave the king 120,000 of gold and of spices, very great store and precious stones, 
there came no more such abundance of spices as these when which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Um, when we're going to be going into all dimensions of giving, at the seminar, we're going to be teaching this so that you see properly. This is a king, I mean a queen, going to visit a king. The king is not a poor man, but the queen still brought things to the king. Why? Because you can't approach the king with an empty hand. And if Jesus is our king, and then we have to begin to think, how do we approach him? We'll explain more when we're going to go into dimensions of giving. This is a queen, and that is a king. The king has everything. Solomon was rich. But here was the queen going to Solomon, and still came with treasures. And that is why you find that even the wise men who came to look for Jesus, they didn't come looking for a baby, they came looking for a king. I mean, if you understand that. And because they came looking for a king, they came with gifts. No man goes to the king with an empty hand. That's why part of you coming to service and part of your worship is to recognize that the person you are coming to worship is a king and therefore you can't be in service with an empty hand. There must be something in your hand as you approach the king's palace. Does that make sense? Okay, verse 11. And the navy also of Hiram that brought gold from Ophir, brought in from other of a great plenty of armor trees and precious stones. Hallelujah. Okay, let me read from here. I want to read it from the, from verse 22 as well. Let me see. Uh, verse 22 says, For the king had at sea a navy of Tarshish with the navy of Hiram. Once in three years came the navy of Tarshish, bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. Hey, Solomon, wonderful guy. Okay, now I want to read these things from the message translation. If you can get it that from verse 22, let's get to the message translation. The king had a fleet of ocean going ships. At sea with Hiram ships, and every three years the fleet will bring in a keg cargo of gold, silver, and ivory, and apes and peacocks. King Solomon was wiser and richer than all the kings of the earth. He surpassed them all. People came from all over the world to be with Solomon and drink in the wisdom. Hallelujah! God has given him. And everyone who came brought gifts, artifacts of gold and silver, fashionable robes and guns, the latest in weapons, exotic spices and horses and mules, parades of visitors year after year. Solomon collected chariots and horses, 1,400 chariots and 20,000 horses. He stabled them in the special chariot cities as well as in Jerusalem. The king made silver as a common as common as rocks and cedar as common as the fig trees in the lowland hills. His chariots were brought in from Egypt and Sicilia, specially acquired by the king's agents. Chariots from Egypt went from 15 pounds of silver and horse for about three, three and three quarter pounds of silver. Solomon carried on a brisk horse trading business 
with Hittites and Arameans, royal houses. Hallelujah. This guy was truly a wise man. I want to make you understand what is wisdom. That is human capital. Have you forgotten? <laughs> he got human capital to make wealth. Hallelujah. Human capital to do with your skill, your wisdom, your ability. How I many of you understand what I'm talking about? So Solomon, listen. You see, people pray for blessing. You just need to pray for human capital. You need to pray for wisdom. You need to pray for ability. In fact, when God says he gave you power, I've explained that to you. He gave you ability, which includes wisdom, understanding, competence, knowledge, skills. That is where your, your work lies. Your work doesn't lie. You're going to pray in the street for God to bring money. Your work lies in the capability that he has deposited in your life. How I many of you understand what I'm talking about? My friend, listen, when you look at this story here, this man did better than Dangote today. He was a wonderful merchant man. And I'm going to make you understand that when Solomon went to pray, he wasn't asking for anything. He asked for one thing and one thing alone. And what was that? Wisdom. Now you can imagine all the things that Solomon was trading on. Now go to 1st King chapter 9. Let me show you something now. 1st King chapter 9. There was never a businessman that can outwit Solomon. Because he had what it takes to do business. And so money was coming. Can you imagine gold coming, silver coming? How oh, they were coming through his trade. I mean, the trade route that he has established. As many channels of operations he put in place through wisdom and understanding. That will bring the money and the resources to your life. Praise the living God. And one thing so good about this man that I love is in all of these things, Solomon was not found wanting in terms of his business. He stood his ground and he continues to expand. Hallelujah. Are you still following what I'm talking about? And Ben's in the house has said something and he said, what does it mean to manage success? So managing success means improving on the level that you are. The more you improve on the way you have gotten shows you can manage your success. Solomon was a great man in this regard. He could manage the way that God gave to him with wisdom. How many of you are in business today and you think you have arrived? No. The more your business grows, the more you are supposed to bring in, create wealth. Because what is creating that which is not in existence in addition to what you have. Are you still there? And so when he said, what is managing success? Managing success is to add or build or bring into that which you already have. That shows you are managing your success. Hallelujah. So if your business is supposed to be what it is and it's not growing and it's stagnated, it means you're unable to manage the success that God has given unto you. And then look at the way it works. To whom much is given, much is required. Meaning, as you take off on your business trip, as you gather the momentum, like Maxwell discussing in the morning in terms of the lifting up of the plane, as soon as you begin to fly at that level, there's expected for you to increase your speed and move up higher and higher. The plane only comes down when you want to drop passengers, if you will. 
That is why the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Hey. The part of the jaws is like what? A shiny light that shiny world brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. Listen to me. Don't be a tailor that will end up with machine. Be a tailor that will open a boutique. Are you still there with me? That is how <laughs> the part of the jaws is shining brighter and brighter unto what? A perfect day. Why? Because there is a blessing on your business. I like the way GKM transitioned from wood to foreign doors. That's a typical example. And it doesn't have to end there. Because there are still dimensions of furnishing in the market. Am I challenging your spirit? That is the way you go. From wood to foreign doors. From foreign doors to whatever the Lord will lay in his heart. But the part of the jaws must be a shiny light that shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day because there is a blessing that will cause the brightness to come. I see you be propelled into a greater height in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever business you are doing, you can't remain the way you are now. It means you have not succeeded because success means managing what you have by bringing in things that are not in existence. What is wet? Wet is creating things that are not in existence. Am I still talking to somebody here? So for us to have wealthy people in this place, we are talking of people who can manage what they have now and increase on what they have. So how many of us are ready to be wealthy here? Glory to God. Because there is going to be the blessing that will rest on your business. God is not just talking. Abundance is coming. This is our year. Hallelujah. This is our year. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Look at First King chapter 9. Are you there with me? The Bible says, King Solomon made a navy of sheep in Ezion Geber, which is beside Elot, on the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Edom. And Aram sent in the navy his servants, shipmen. I want you to look at verse 27 very well. And Aram sent in the navy, navy his servants, shipmen that had what? Knowledge of the sea with the servants of Solomon. And they came to offer and fetch from thence gold 420 ta talents and brought it to who? To King Solomon. Now go to 1 King 22. Let me show you another king. Solomon set up this sheep, but God men have knowledge of the sea. <laughs> Wisdom. Are you see that? Just like what we said in the morning, don't do business without bringing people that have some specific knowledge that can work with you to succeed. Look at 1 Kings 22, verse 48. Jehoshaphat made sheep of Tashis to go to offer for gold 
but they went not. For the ships were broken at Ezion-Geba, the same place where Solomon had success, Jehoshaphat collapsed. Did you see that? Come on. Both of them were kings. Solomon was no longer there. Maybe he heard that Solomon made money from Ezekiel. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? Oh, he used to say, put up sheep. And if you read the book in the book of Ark, I mean, I think of First Chronicles, Second Chronicles 30, there about. He actually joined himself with Isaiah, one of the kings. So two kings came together. They want to do the same business that Solomon did. They went into the same business. What happened? They collapsed. The business failed. Was responsible. One had the blessing of the Lord. The other one didn't have the blessing of the Lord. Are you still there with me? Alright. So, just like I said, what Solomon had was, apart from the blessing of the Lord, he had wisdom and added a man that knew the sea to the business. Did you get that? Which is what I define to be to be what? Human capital. The skills, the knowledge, the competencies that people can use to do things is what you call human capital. So when he wanted to send the ship to the sea, he added human capital to the business. He succeeded. But here was Jehoshaphat and Hazia trying to do the same thing right on the same spot, the very same business they failed. And some of you fail in business today because you do not have the right human capital. And what you don't have, you are unable to get other people who have it to team up with you to do it. And then you end up calling the devil. It's not the devil. You just lack human capital. Come on. Are you following this? Praise God. I have seen people come together who had money to open a shop. And then they have tailors who have the skill to come and stay in the shop and do the work on percentage. I have seen that. These are human capitals coming together. One has finance, one has human capital, and then the business is established. And there is a percentage they share. You do the sewing, I do the running by bringing in the finances. You will always succeed when you are able to discover what you don't have and you can bring into that which you are doing. You will always succeed. Solomon went into business. He knew what to do. He had all the wisdom. This is part of how his wisdom played out. By seeking for a man that had knowledge of the sea and employed him into the job. All of you, you want to do it yourself. You want to do it Oh, I, I want to do it. It's my business. It's not your business. It is not the issue of your business. It's the success of the business that matters. Oh, no, my business. My business. It's not your business. That is not the issue. How successful is that which you are calling your business? If it's your business, bring the right people on board. Are you sitting there with me? That is just the secret. Bring the right people on board and you get to where you are supposed to go. Glory to God. Amen. 
Can I talk to you on then now on sources of genuine words? We're just going to mention about three of them. Sources of genuine words. Somebody need to be transformed. Somebody need to get out of the state that he or she is now. Somebody's business need to get us on speed. Somebody's business need to begin to fly. God intends your business to move forward. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Uh, you just write down. I don't have time to read all of that. But first King chapter 3. If you read from verse 13, and just keep reading. First King 3 from verse 13, and then you read up to verse number 13 as well. First King 3 from 3 to 13, I say. Okay. Hallelujah. You know, this is when Solomon went to Gibeon. Remember that? To offer sacrifices as soon as he was made king. Okay? And he made one request in verse number 9. God is asking Solomon, Solomon, what do you want? Why was God asking Solomon the question? Because Solomon get a burnt offering, thousands of burnt offering. When you make sacrifices before God, don't consider what it is. Don't even think about what you think you are doing. Just keep doing it because God is putting things on record. Why would God want to allow the kind of sacrifices and the amount of sacrifice that Solomon made to be recorded? Hallelujah. There is no amount of sacrifice you make for God that is not in memoria. How many of you understand what I'm saying? And that is why you find that Colinius got a breakthrough, what people call a breakthrough in the spirit, without even fasting for it. Why? Because he laid down a memoria in almsgiving and prayers. Amen? Okay. Look at verse number nine. Give therefore that seven an understanding heart to judge the people that I may design between good and evil for who is able to judge this that is so great a people now Solomon is asking for one thing which is what wisdom okay let's start reading from verse number 10 and the sweet pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing and God said unto him because thou hast asked this thing and has not asked for thyself long life neither has asked riches for thyself nor has asked the life of thy enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to design judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. So what you ask is very crucial. What you say, be specific, not according to. Just, I'm listening. Be specific. Solomon was specific. He asked for things in relation to his business. What was his business? He was going to rule the people. What did he need to rule the people? Wisdom. He was more concerned for the assignment than enemies, than riches. Are you still there? For behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart so that there was none like these before thee, neither after thee shall arise, shall any arise like unto thee. Amen. Verse 13. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, but what? Riches. And honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Hallelujah. Factor number one for creating genuine wealth is wisdom, human capital. 
See Solomon doing all of what he did, all the sheep, selling of timber, selling of horses, selling of pickup. I mean, think about it. He was even selling apes. That means he had a zoo, maybe. Hallelujah. Wisdom. We open the doors for you. Wisdom. We take you where others can't go. See the way he went in the sea. He added wisdom to the business by bringing in a man who understood the terrain, who understood the sea, who understood the weather, who knows when to sail and when not to sail. If we are to be doing shipping business, selling in the high sea in this local assembly, we don't have to do it. You don't expect me to go on board and be the captain. We are the captain here who knows how the sea works. Am I talking to somebody? Human capital, if you want to make progress in life, you need to bring in the right wisdom to your business. The right relationship, the right alliance. Picture Jehoshaphat going to pick Ahaziah, who was also a king like him, who knew nothing about the sea, and they team up to begin to run a shipping business. Why do you think they won't collapse? Bringing political ideas into marine. <laughs> Captain, we need to send you to go talk to Jehoshaphat. Eh? <laughs> but you see, political ideas will not work in the sea. Just like the example you gave. Here was this man who saw beyond. I'm talking about Apostle Paul. But here was a ship owner who think he knows so much. But Paul was simply telling this man, listen, we can't sail now. I know the business is here. I know the ship is yours. You are happy because you're going to make money out of it. But don't think about the money. I'm seeing by the spirit that the weather is not conducive for us to move. The natural situation tells me we can move. Come on. Sale, man, I need my money. He has calculated the days his money will come. But everything, both the cargoes and the ship, and the Bible says, God, who I serve, stood with me tonight and told me there shall be no laws. Of every soul that is in this boat, God has given them to me. God gave the soul unto Saul, but the ship and the cargoes, they got lost because he wouldn't listen to the man that God has placed before him. Some of you get into trouble because you don't listen to the man God has sent before you. You need wisdom in the things you are doing. Your business may be running, but you need wisdom. For those in the business class, don't you forget what I told you. Like I said, when I speak in other nations, I say some things that I don't say here because you might be thinking otherwise. I'm thinking, oh well, he's saying that because he wants us to do this for him or something like that. But if you are a wise person in business, you need to bring in a man of God into your board of trustees. You need one. Even if you don't pay his more salary, let him be there for you. Give him allowance, sit in allowance if you will. When you are in discussion on board matters about the business, let him be there. Even if you have nothing to contribute, let him be there. His presence there is a guarantee of the success of your business. Because he been there, God is right there with you. Who you is God is with majority. If God be for us, who can be against us? You don't know how to walk. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Some of you are quiet about this. <laughs> Say, Pastor wants us to bring him on board. Now, I'm not asking for it. I'm just telling you what it takes. 
You can ask people to come, not even me. Are you sitting there with me? But I'm telling you what works because you're in God's kingdom. The principle of God's kingdom is completely different from the principle of the world. I'm telling you what works. Are you listening to me? Let him sit down there, even if he has nothing to contribute. But what makes you think that God cannot give wisdom for him to make contribution? Was Jacob a businessman before he floated the very business of Laban? <laughs> Was Joseph a businessman before he ran, ran and produced a strong economy? Sound GDPA economy for Egypt. Was he a businessman? Hallelujah. Number two. Genuine word creation sacrifices. What led God in granting Solomon wisdom was what? Sacrifices. Some of you don't know how to invest in God's kingdom. But you want your business to grow. You don't know how to invest. <laughs> I tell you this morning, think twice. When you give to God, don't ever consider it is too much. Hallelujah. It's a very good place to invest your money in. I just want to talk to you about that. It's a very good place to invest in your money. God's business is a good place. When you invest in God's business, you become a partner with God. God becomes a partner with your business as well. There's nothing too much that you can invest into God's kingdom. Nothing. As you do that, you are becoming a partner with him. And your partnership will speak in for you in times of trouble. Are you still there? See how Solomon stayed strong in business because he started with sacrifices. He began the whole thing with sacrifices. Every other thing was added. When he came into the scene of the sacrifices, the next thing that followed was a blessing, which I'm going to explain to you. Okay, let me just read something for you. Genesis chapter 49. This is very important to me. I like this. Oh, it's quite a long reading, but I'll take it. Genesis 49. Remember Jacob blessing the children? Praise God. I'm reading from verse 22. Glory to God. He said, Joseph is a fruitful bath. Even a fruitful bath by a well whose branches run over the wall. <laughs> He's talking about a tree. This is not a tree just growing straight up. It's a tree growing and the branches are spreading. You know what? You stand up business. Your business is expanding left and right. Because there is something on your inside that God has deposited. This is not just a tree growing like a palm tree up there. This is a tree growing and the branches are falling on the other side. Left and right. Expansion. The acres have slowly grieved him and shot at him and hated him. Man, listen. Oh my goodness. I still have something that Benson de la Rosa said. He said, how many of you are successful in business? He was asking the church while he was preaching. I think El Park Church, I'm sure. How many of you are successful people in business? And some people raised their hand. And he said, how many people hate you? Then they can't say it. He said, as long as your business has not come to the place of being hated by men, you are not successful. And that's serious. Here is Joseph. Because he was spreading left and right. 
the acres which has to do with his own relations hated him. Therefore, they have to sell him to slavery. How many of you are successful yet? And you expect that people won't hate you? Then you have not yet succeeded. That's one of the indices. Because people don't like people succeeding. Am I talking to someone here? <laughs> Praise the living God. But his bow abode in strength. And the arms of his hand were made strong by the hands of the almighty God of Jacob. I like that. This is where Bob Marley is strong from. How many of you remember that? Redemption song. He took it from here. Those guys, they had brain. They were reading the book. Amen. I remember we were watching this brass kimono the other time and he would tell you it's not all Rastafarian smoke, not Rastafarian drunks. They are just men that keep principles of the Bible. This is where Mali took his song from. Redemption song. Emancipation from mental slavery. Hallelujah. Those are philosophical languages that can trigger something in your spirit if you understand what you're saying. Am I recommending reggae? If it's played in the Lord's spirit, there's nothing wrong with it. If all that is done is done in the name of the Lord. We have this reggae artist in, I think in Joss, who plays for uh, Love World, that's Christo Akilomaya, I think he attends this church. Sound music! Much more better than some of this crazy stuff we have in town. Now I'm not talking about that. But listen to me. The acres, the haters, they're all there. But the Bible says his hands were made strong by what? The almighty God of Jacob. That's what I'm telling you. So hatred will not bring down your business. Men want to shoot arrows, but you're not going to come down. Because your hands shall be made strong by the almighty God. So don't be afraid. Hey, now that my business is increasing, hey, now you don't have no cause to be afraid. You need to increase. They have to hate you to prove that you are increasing, but your hands shall be made strong by the hands of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 25. Even by the God of thy Father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of deep that. Light under blessings of the breast and of the womb. I want you to look at this. This is words. All round words. That's what I'm trying to make you see. Genuine words is all round words. <laughs> okay. The blessings of the father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors. Who are his progenitors? His father, Abraham and Isaac. What the Bible is saying is what is coming to Joseph is above what happened to Abraham, above what happened to Isaac. Sons and children in this house, you must live greater and bigger than me. I can lay a foundation. But the beauty of a building is not in the foundation. It's in the roofing and the finishing. Come on, am I talking to somebody? That is why you are arrows. So you have to go and succeed. Don't you ever think about me. You have to be better than me in life in all ways. If you can't be better than me spiritually, you must be better than me financially because your weight is my glory. Is there. 
The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors. And that's Abraham and Isaac. Others shall say on the mountains, which is Isaac, some hills, which is Sarah. And unto the most bound of the Valassian hills, that's talking about Sarah. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. There is a separation that takes place when God blessing rests upon your life. Hallelujah! Separation takes place. It's distinguishable. <laughs> Man, we see, I said, this one is so like his brothers. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I like this kind of stuff. This is when the younger one becomes the head of the family. Are you still there with me? Because he's chosen at the elect of the Lord. He's a separated being that becomes the head of the family. He may be the youngest, but he's the head of the family. Why is he the head of the family? He got the blessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So the, the living Bible says, The God of the Father, I mean the, the, the message, may he help you. I mean the strong God, may he give you his blessings. Blessing tumbling out of the skies. Blessing bursting out from under the earth. Blessing from breasts and bones and wombs. And, I mean, think about it. All around blessings. <laughs> Hallelujah. What does that mean? How is this blessing going to come? You got to connect to your spiritual father. Because look at that. I'll show you the secret here. If you look at that, I think verse 25. The blessing of thy father. Say the blessings which thy father have now praised for. And pronounces. And now that temporal, not transitory. They shall exceed in their duration. I'm reading the message translation. The eternal mountains. And in their value. And spiritual nature, all the conveniences, comforts, and delicacies which the Valassi Hill can produce, they shall last when the heavens and the earth are no more. Durable words. Because of a connector. Do you have a spiritual father that can connect you to the blessing? That is a secret. This blessing, Joseph, that you are enjoying and you are going to enjoy is directly connected to the prayer of your father. Amen. Now. <laughs> Hallelujah. In fact, recall the house that the tribe of Joseph, which is Manasseh and Ephraim, had about 75,600 men, the highest in Israel. 75,600 men, excluding women and children. The tribe of Joseph, which is Manasseh. And you remember that? Okay, praise the Lord. Why? Because of the pronouncement. Can you remember when the blessing was coming? When, when, when Jacob was praying. Am I talking to somebody here? Hallelujah. So everything that Joseph did increased and multiplied twice, even what? So when we look at the Bible and it says Abraham was very great and exceedingly great. Now the Bible is telling us there's somebody that beat Abraham in the Bible, and that is Joseph. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. So the blessing is generational. That means you must connect to a father. Hallelujah. Are you still there? How did the business of Laban go? Listen to me. Jacob didn't go to the school of, 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 of raising animals or something like that. How many of you remember that? But why was the life of Jacob so wonderful? And you see, he's talking about the blessing of the father of Jacob. In other words, what caused Jacob to increase in Laban's house have rested on you. So when Jacob crossed his hand to pray, he was transferring that thing that made him to succeed in the house of Laban into the life of who? Of Joseph. Only fathers can transfer the blessing. Praise the living God. Only fathers can. It's generational. I want you to understand. So what does blessing connect you to? What does it connect you to? One, the blessing of the heavens from above. Like I said, blessing the heaven, blessing the sea. It connects you to the blessing of the heaven above. Meaning that your heavens can no longer be brass. Your heavens can no longer be sealed. In fact, you are coming to the place of over heaven. So, <laughs> what am I trying to say? When Jesus was to step into ministry, the heavens opened. God spoke. Are you still there? When the blessing rests in your house, the heaven opens. God will be speaking to you. And when the dews of heaven comes upon your, your business, it's like fertilizing and watering and making things to grow. Is that okay, somebody? All right. Then it connects you to that. Then the next thing it does is connects you to that with light beneath the earth. And I will not be surprised that you should be able to come to the place in the natural way of speaking if we must take it. We, we do know and I believe that even in this country there are minerals who have not been able to discover yet. Even so in your life there are deposits deep down on your inside that you have not been able to tap into. Praise the living God. Mines, minerals, bias of the earth, abundance by implication of the earth we speak and walk in your favor. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? The earth we speak and walk in your favor. Praise the living God. The blessing of the breast and of the womb. What does that mean? It means there can never be a barrenness in your life. Never. No barrenness. Your children will expand and grow. Listen, can I say this prophetically this morning? Even if you're with your children as or similarly to be wayward, they are going to return home. In the name of Jesus Christ, as you connect to what I'm talking about, God is going to turn the heart of your children back to you so that the call that is upon your land shall be taken away. Praise the living God. Amen. Are you still there with me? Okay. Now, when the Bible talks about the crown of the head of him that was separated from his brethren, that is also very important, like I said before. Joseph was separated because Sunday was resting where? Upon his head. So finally, take with me. Proverbs 29, verse number 3. Proverbs 29, verse number 3. The blessing causes the separation from your peer groups. You may be growing up in the same village, in the same town, in the same city with your age mate. You may have attended the same school with the same group of people. But something is going to happen in your life that will separate you from those people. Your life will never be the same with them. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> no, not at all. There will be a major separation. Distinguished separation. God will so distinguish you that people will say, this one is different. That's what he blesses. Proverbs 29.3, are you there with me? Whoso loveth wisdom, rejoiceth his father. But he that keepeth company with harlots, spendeth his substance. What is substance? Words. Did you get that? Harlot here is not talking about those who are just in the hotel. Talking about profane people. Profane men who, who could say their bad life like Esau. Are you sitting there with me? There are some company that you can keep if you want to maintain the blessing upon the life that you are carrying right now. There are some people that you can't have fellowship with, I'm sorry to say. For this blessing to truly begin to function in the life of Joseph, he has to be separated to Egypt. God designed it that he be sold into slavery. Because there's something on his inside must begin to come out. How many of you understand the blessing was not resting on Lord, it was resting on Abraham. Now Abraham cannot enter into his blessing to manifest what God has as long as Lord was with him. How many of you understand what I'm talking about now? That is why some of you need a separation. Have nothing to do with the relation. This is no relation matter. This is no community matter. The blessing cannot work when you're in the midst of some people. You'll be wasting your substance. In that case, you are joining yourself to a company of harlots. Profane people. Abraham was already blessed. But the blessing he can't see because Lord was there. Joseph has to be separated to Egypt for that which was on the inside to begin to manifest. You need a separation in your life. Some of the friends you are keeping, they are dragging you down the drain. They have nothing to offer and they are intimidating the grace in your life. That is why you are still stagnated. You don't need all friends to succeed. You don't need all people to succeed. You don't need a community to succeed. Am I talking to somebody here? You don't need everybody in this world to succeed. You only need to be connected. You need to have that blessing rest on you and get separated. And that which is on your inside will begin to speak. Now your time has come as well. That God will say you look up and see. God have called you now to begin to look around you and see. That everywhere your eye can see. That have I given to you for all. For a possession. I decree that your imagination will come alive tonight, this morning. May your imaginations come alive. May your vision come alive. May God begin to show you what he has given unto you. And may God bless you and rest upon your life. In Jesus' name.